0: This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Of all the guests that we've had on the show over the last two and a half years, I don't think there's one that has generated more reaction, positive by some, negative by others, curious by many, than Gerald Salente. Gerald Salente's track record when it comes to making predictions is unparalleled he does it not by tapping into some mythical supernatural power he does this by analyzing trends and more often than not the trends that he analyzes leads him to making the right predictions when it comes to cultural trends when it comes to the economy when it comes to politics and now he has been very vocal and very active ...on an issue that's near and dear to my heart, which is as a lot of people are rushing and itching towards war in Ukraine and just uh, eager for World War IV, you have Gerald Salente and a couple of others saying, let's wait a second and see... If this is really in the best interests of America and the world, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome back the founder of the Trends Research Institute, the publisher of the Trends Journal and the founder of Occupy Peace, Gerald Salente. Gerald, it's great to talk with you again.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for the kind words.
0: No, well, they uh, happen to be true. I know you have this big rally coming up uh, in Kingston on Saturday, which we're going to talk about. But uh, before we get there. One of the trends that I think everybody has noticed of the, over the course of the last year and a half or so has been inflation. Everything just about costs a lot more than it used to. Do you see this abating anytime soon? You know, some things
1: are going to go down and others are going to go up, but it's still going to stay high. And even when they go down, they're still way up from where they were. And when you look at the real inflation numbers, for example, you're looking at the average home now, four hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. That's not added into inflation. Why not? Well, because we're going to make up anything we want and we don't want to put that in there. We don't want the inflation numbers to be higher. How about
0: energy and food as well? You know, I mean, right. We exclude it, that, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, because if you're eating steak and now you're eating chopped meat, well, you change your, your your the way you're doing things. So this is we're going to change it. The reason they did this, by the way, and the guy that did it the worst was Bill Clinton. And they don't – because Social Security is, is related to inflation. So to cheat you out of your Social Security, they keep inflation low. And number two, when inflation is low, they keep interest rates low, so the bigs keep buying up everything they want. And number three, when you go to John Williams' shadow stats, the inflation numbers that they're saying, 9.1, it's more like 20%. Uh
0: w- do you see any hope on the horizon long term? I mean, it no. sounds... No, well,
1: you know, they made bad situations worse with these sanctions. You know, the sanctions have, have hurt the people. They haven't hurt Russia. They, they, the ruble is now, what, at a seven-year high? Mm-hmm. China, Russia just had its, its, one of its best uh, years yet with the trade deficits. It went down so much. So, no, it, it's only hurting the people. These are, what people have to understand is that you have imbeciles in control. People call it a government. It's a crime syndicate. You got dumb I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate at 26 years old. It was the worst job I ever had in my life, and I quit after one year. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to watch grown men grovel to suck their way up to the top. And all the dopes that you got out there that are giving us the orders of what to do, the bureaucrats, they spell it wrong. Bureaucrats. These are dumb people that can't get a job in the real world. That suck into the political system. So you have a bunch of imbeciles running the show, and they're running it into the ground. And then when you go back to inflation, look at the fraud. Oh no, this isn't real inflation. It's uh, temporary. Remember that from right. your own the it? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. It's transitory. And now in a new woke world, why don't we call it transgendatory? We'll really be whacked out.
0: (laughs) Uh, One of the economic areas that has hit people particularly hard, especially during the summer, especially in in the aftermath of the prohibition on the import of Russian oil, has been the energy sector. The energy sector, uh, prices have really hurt people. The lower you, uh, the the less money you make, the more you're hurt by the sky-high gas prices, and it's affecting energy no matter what sort of energy that you use, electric, gas, oil, whatever it is, it's all costing more. Uh, Any relief in sight on the energy sector?
1: Not much, not much, because when the winter comes, the prices are going to go back up again if they keep these sanctions on Russia. And if you think we're getting it Bad here, you should be in Europe. I mean, their natural gas prices have skyrocketed, and uh, they 40% of the natural gas that Europe uses comes from Russia. So, how stupid could you be to cut off, uh, you know, the, the, the main artery? So, no, this is going to get worse. We see it getting worse, and you're looking at people like J.P. Morgan Chase. You know, they're bringing the numbers way up in. Um, in in oil crude oil and we and again and again again current events form future trends and now you're hearing more and more coming out of Israel and the United States about stopping Iran from gulling more nuclear and they're talking about actually attacking Iran if war breaks out in the Middle East I mean it's over you're going to crash the economy you will crash equity markets it, it'll be it'll be unparalleled
0: mm, um, cryptocurrency. That's an area where it seemed like it couldn't go go anywhere but up, and then it seemed to crater. A lot of people said this might have been some sort of a bubble. A lot of folks were looking to crypto as sort of uh, this generation of digital gold as a possible hedge against inflation, as a possible way to safeguard money against uh, the uncertainty of uh, all sorts of fiat currencies. Where do you see cryptocurrency these days, and where is it going?
1: You know, it's it's a t- we gave the breakout points for for Bitcoin. You know, we've been pretty accurate on it. When it was way way down, we said when it broke up above ten thousand, it would it would fly much higher. And then when it got to the 20, 25,000 range, we said it would go much higher. And then when it started coming down, we said if it goes below uh, thirty five thousand, it's going to go a lot lower. And it did. It's a guessing game. Nobody knows, it's brand new. I mean, what are we talking about, something 12 years old? And here's what's gonna really kill crypto. It's when the governments go digital, and they're going to do it. They're gonna go digital, they're gonna get rid of that dirty cash, and they're gonna go to digital trash, so they know every penny that you spent, where you spent it, what you spent it on, so they could follow everything that you're doing in this new technocracy world, but primarily so they could get every penny in tax dollars that you spend. So when that happens, they're not going to want any competition. And it could happen overnight. People forget, go back to 1933. Well, all of a sudden, the president says, turn in your gold or you go to jail. And they'll do the same thing again.
0: Talking with Gerald Salente, he's the founder of the Trends Research Institute. In reading the most recent edition of the Trends Journal, I was turning to the geopolitical trends to read up on where you see us going with Ukraine. But I was very interested in your take on where things are going with China. Where do you see things heading with China? Is the U.S. heading towards an inevitable armed conflict with China?
1: If the U.S. Oh, it, 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 there's no way that the United States is going to beat China, I and mean, let's let's put it into reality, they couldn't beat the Vietnamese, they couldn't beat they couldn't beat the Iraqis, they couldn't beat the Afghans. They're not going to beat China. China today is is coming. They're coming out against America. They're 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 saying that you know one after another, day after day. They're coming out against America. The 20th century was the American century. As we see it, the 21st century is going to be the Chinese century. And the reason being is that the business of China is business and the business of America is war. The Chinese ambassador told the U.S. today that the new Cold War will leave no winners. That's the quote. So the United States, it, it, it's, you're watching you're watching the end of an empire. And if we keep going in this direction, it's going to keep going down and down. He said, they go on, they said, there's not a country that wants to have a Cold War since no one could come out as a winner. And, and, and he said, the only losers from, from a new Cold War, no country wants a Cold War. And as the ambassador said this just today. So so, uh, they, they're, they're, all these threats about Taiwan and on and on, they're going to do what they want to do. They are 1.4 billion
0: people. You're not going to stop them. The Trends Journal also focuses on the U.S. drone murders, and this is an issue that i 've been very vocal on for a long time, sort of the mystery with which we determine who gets put on this drone list, the uh, cover up when the wrong people get droned the, uh, the the questions that emerge that are legal, that are political, and that are military. A lot of folks hear about these drone murders, and this is one of the few areas that uh, brings Democrats and Republicans together these days. They say, all right, we killed a terrorist with a drone. Good. Uh, What's the matter with all these drone killings that the U.S. is doing in places like Syria?
1: What if what if Syria and Somalia and Sudan, we want to get this guy in America, let's go kill him with a drone. How, How would Americans take to that?
0: Uh, not very well, I'm, I'm guessing. All
1: right, now let's put it into perspective. Who's your number one? Who's the big drone killer that the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama, quoted in the book, double down, I'm really good at killing people with his drones? When I say that you got mentally ill people running the show, all you got to do is look at the list of pl- clowns that play president. I mean, that's the words from him. He's always, folks, folks. He was always so proper, folking us all the time, folks. You know, if I said to you, Frank, I want that guy Gaddafi out of there. Oh, Salenti, what's wrong with you? But if you say Gaddafi has to go, we're bringing freedom and democracy to Libya, (laughs) the richest country in Africa, where more people had more rights than most of the places around the world and benefits. I want that guy Assad out of there. He must go. And again, they're murderers. And you think we would be in eastern Syria or Libya or Iraq if their major export was broccoli and not oil.
0: Let's talk about the... Big issue on the geopolitical stage right now, that's Russia and Ukraine. It's no secret, my view, is pretty close to where you are on the Ukraine front, which is that uh, we should try and bring about a diplomatic end to this crisis, and the United States should not be uh, giving all sorts of money and weapons to one side, especially when that means agitating the country with the second largest stockpile of nuclear weapons in the world. But... um. There are a lot of folks in this audience that disagree with me and that disagree with you. And let me do the best that I can to try to represent their position. How can the United States stand idly by while Russia aggressively attacks its neighbor and uh, does so in a particularly brutal manner? Doesn't the United States have, at the very least, a moral obligation to step in and, uh, and help the Ukrainians as they're being invaded by the Russians?
1: Do the people know why all this happened? they read the Trends Journal going back to uh, spring of 2014 when the United States overthrew the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych? Do they know that watching Victoria Nuland, the former undersecretary of state under Obama, uh, going, um, you could g- Google it up, December 2013, Washington, D.C., saying that The United States spent $5 billion to NGOs in Ukraine to, quote, bring peace and democracy. Do the people know that there was a deal made that Ukraine has been – by the way, the European Union, could look it up, Ukraine, they they called one of the most corrupt countries in the world. So now going back, what happened was Ukraine has been busted since the Soviet Union broke up. Yanukovych needed dough. He went to the EU and the IMF, and they were going to make a deal with him. Putin said, I got a better deal. I'll give you lower interest rates, and I'm going to cut the price of your gas. Okay, we'll go with you. That was the overthrow. The war starts. What happened? They killed over 15,000 Ukrainians in eastern Ukraine, the Donbas region. That was a separatist region. They voted for Yanukovych. They didn't want that people call the Nazi government of Ukraine, run by oligarchs. And so it's been going back and forth. Then they had the Minsk Agreement, brought to you by France and Germany, and that the separatist region, there wouldn't be a separate country, but they'd be a separatist region, and they agreed to that until they could come to a better peace term. And Ukraine said no, and they get the bombs away. Number two, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. You want to go to Ukraine and support them? Go. Oh, it's only, go oh, they're going to take down the statue of Catherine the Great? Oh, Catherine the Great? Oh, who's she? Oh, she was only around since, what, middle 1700s? And, oh, and this has been going back and forth with Ukraine and Russia, calling whose territory is what since the 1700s? And you're telling me i got to get involved in that? And here, all of these people, as I see it, the ones and again, the motto of the trench journalist, think for yourself, I honor people like General George Washington, the first president of the United States. A real general, not one of these guys, you know, that doesn't go fight and has a big mouth like mad dog mattis. No, no. This is a man in his farewell address who said, quote, Observe good faith and justice towards all nations. Cultivate peace and harmony with all. The nation which indulges towards another an habitual hatred or an habitual fondness is in some degree a slave.
0: There are going to be those that say uh, that uh, the news this week is that Russia could be annexing more portions of Ukraine just as the way that we did, just as the way they did with Crimea about eight years ago. How can the United States, as the world's leading superpower, or maybe the co-leading superpower with China, if the Trends Journal is correct, how can the United States just sit by while a country annexes territory that it doesn't properly uh, that it doesn't properly have a claim on?
1: Again. It's, it's, it's their issue, not my war. They should have settled it. We said this in the beginning. They should have had a peace agreement. Totally against the war, not my war. I am an American. Mm. I believe in George Washington. He warns us. You could read his farewell address. Number one, stay out of what's going on in Europe. Oh, we're going to fix it? Did a great job in Vietnam. Love what you did in Iraq. How about Syria? Let's go to Libya. It's not our business. This country's rotting in front of us. Look at it $60 billion they sent already since February 28 to Ukraine. This is not a proxy war, a frank. Give me a gun, I want to go blow the guy's brains out across the street. Are you an accessory to the crime?
0: It would appear that i uh, that I am yeah not appear you are yeah uh, let me ask you this um, We see Vladimir Putin spending a lot of time with Erdogan and Turkey and the uh, the grand Ayatollah, the supreme leader in Iran. Do you think that the United States siding with Ukraine in this conflict has driven those three? powers turkey iran and russia closer together
1: oh yeah and throw in china mm. of course they have they, well, why you know, there's not a peep about peace not a peep about peace anybody that wants to go fight go fight it's not my fight this country's rotting in front of us you want to talk about violence and crime you know you get the trends journal go back when they launched the covid war we warned about this When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. This COVID war, the damage that's been done is incalculable. And you know what the clowns are doing now? They're blaming it on the pandemic, all the economic declines, all of the problems. They're blaming it on the the pandemic, all the drug overdoses, on and on. It's not the pandemic. It's the moronic politicians that force their draconian – dictatorial mandates on us. Hey, Frank, my name is Andrew Cuomo. I'm a little daddy's boy, born on third base, thought I had a home run, renaming the Tappan Zee Bridge after my daddy. I'm going to flatten the curve. They made this crap up. It was all political science. No, no, not a scintilla of scientific evidence. So what I'm saying is you have to put this all together. So when you're talking about all these countries uniting in different ways, the destruction that has happened and how we're focusing on war as our nation is going down, as people are living to paycheck to paycheck, as the streets are filled with homeless, as crime is skyrocketing, and I got some clowns saying My name is Anthony Blinken. Oh, yeah, another daddy's boy. I went to Dalton. I went to Harvard. Yeah, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks. I'm going to fix Ukraine? What, are you kidding me? You can't fix a damn bridge that's rotting.
0: Gerald, tell me what you're doing this Saturday. There's this big rally for peace in Kingston, New York. Uh, I am tied up uh, this Saturday. Otherwise, I would be there uh, because this is exactly the kind of thing that I think we need more of. And I hope there is more of them, including in New York City. But it's this Saturday in Kingston, uh, the Peace and Freedom Rally at the Crown Garden at the Four Corners of Freedom. Who's speaking? What's this all about? What are you trying to do?
1: I launched Occupy Peace. Occupypeace.com, you can get – people get all the information there. I have Judge Andrew Napolitano, Scott Ritter, Gary No, Phil Giraldi, former CIA guy. Here's Occupy Peace. Close the bases overseas. We shouldn't be there. It's the end of the war. It's not our, it's not our problems. Use the troops to secure the homeland. Put them to work to rebuild our rotted infrastructure. Give them skills like the Work, Work Progress Administration of the 30. And number four, you want to go to war? Let the people vote. We're the ones that fight the war with our body and our lives, not the, not the senator's son. Can you imagine Pete Buttigieg going over there and fighting? Can you imagine fat mouth Lindsey Graham fighting? McConnell? You want to go fight? Go fight. Let the people vote. Let the people vote. Oh, another guy, by the way. They'll, they'll hate me for this one. Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, Supreme commander of the Allied Forces, January 17th, 1961, farewell address. The military-industrial complex is robbing the nation of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children. we They have taken over. You saw the budget that the Democrats mostly voted for a couple of republicans didn't eight hundred and almost fifty billion dollar military budget Occupy peace is about peace freedom and the american way we honor the founding fathers and that's what we're pushing for because i'm going to tell you i'm a trend forecaster i've been at this a lot of years world war three has begun the only way they're going to make it official is when, a, like, an atomic bomb—excuse uh, me, a nuclear bomb—or some false flag thing happens. Then they'll say it began. It's already started. If we don't unite for peace, we're going to die in war.
0: So this event on Saturday, what time is it? And it's free for people to go, right? Oh yeah,
1: free. Yeah, it's it starts at two p.m. Uh, John and Crown Street, Kingston, New York. This is where the seeds of democracy was sown. And we have, again, uh, we're going to have bands, the Hot Damn Band. We have vendors, you know, people buy what they want. And again, Judge Napolitano, Scott Ritter, uh, Gary Null, and Phil Giraldi, and myself.
0: I've had Scott Ritter on the show. I've certainly judged Napolitano as a regular on the show. And uh, I I found Scott Ritter to be pretty impressive. And I thought that uh, his answers on the Ukrainian front were were pretty interesting. I got a lot of blowback for the fact that Scott Ritter was a convicted felon, specifically a a convicted sex offender. I'm curious, have you gotten similar blowback? Yeah,
1: yeah, getting you know what I say to people, look, I don't care who you – we had, we had sex with what you you know masturbate to. This isn't about that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about it. Are you going to tell me that all the people in Washington, all the people in the military have never done anything wrong? This is about our lives on the line. This is about World War III. So I don't even – when they start talking to me, I say, I don't want to hear it. I'm only talking about the facts of Ukraine and what's going on. Save it
0: well good for you uh, the ra- the occupy peace rally the rally for peace and freedom it 's this Saturday. It's at the Crown Garden at the Four Corners of Freedom, Crown and John Streets in Kingston, New York. Starts at 2 p.m. and it should be really something. Gerald, uh, let, I hope you do another one soon and I hope you'll invite me. I'll certainly be there.
1: Oh, I'd love to have you up here. Oh, I'd love to have you.
0: Gerald Salente, uh, check him out. OccupyPeace.com. Read him in the Trends Journal. He's the founder of the Trends Research Institute. Thank you, Gerald. Always a pleasure.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Frank, and thank you for all you do A being a real man of freedom, peace, and justice.
0: Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight.